0: I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us
1: as we build an original science fiction world.
0: All right. Uh, welcome back to the Constellation podcast. How are you doing, Ted?
1: I'm good. How are you, John?
0: I'm good. And uh, we're getting right near the very end of this script. At this point, we're, uh, we're deep into Zoya's arc. Um... So actually, let's see, when we start this, um, we're getting really close to, you know, where we started the flashback, right? Where she kills Tim. Right. We've almost so caught up to where she we're, started. We're, we're about, building right. up to that. In fact, we mm-hmm. are going to, we're going to cross that point during today's pages. Cool. Um, so I think when we start, she's about to get caught by the club, by Altov.
1: That's right. Uh, when we left off last time, she was floating down into uh, the entrance of Altov uh, with the passphrase that Tim
0: gave her. That's right, and uh, I'm going to be playing the the narrator and uh, also uh, Saba.
1: Right, and I'll be doing the voice of Zoya and the rest of the characters today. Uh, and like last time, there we're going to do two sets of pages. So the first half are pages I wrote, and then the second half. Uh, genre. So uh, we'll just go through through all of them, and then we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, so, all right, shall we? Shall we jump right in?
0: That's right. So this is, uh, you know, page one thirty-seven. Just to give you an idea how long this thing is getting at this point, um, it's a six-panel page. And in our very first panel, this is sort of continuing like the action, like right from the page before. Right? You had said that she's floating down through the clouds of Altaf on right. her way there.
1: Right, that was the previous page.
0: That's right. And she's going to deliver the solution to the puzzle that she just got from Tim. Okay, so in this panel, um, we see an AI that we've seen before in the lobby of Altof, uh is holding an invisible door open that we've also seen before. But this time, the room beyond is a dark interrogation room with a single swinging light bulb.
1: And Zoya says, in voiceover, Of course, what could go wrong did. The AI says, right this way, miss. Zoya says, what?
0: In the next panel, the door slams shut with Zoya inside of it.
1: Zoya in voiceover says, and you know what happened after that.
0: In the next panel, we're in a dark room and in the light circular glow, a folding chair waits. Three sets of glowing eyes glower from behind podiums in the near total blackness.
1: Uh, from the eyes, they say, sit.
0: And in the next panel, Zoya sits. Uh, in the next panel, the three glowing eye judges are suddenly illuminated. One of them is Saba, and the other two are the cyberpunk woman and a scorpion man that we saw before on Apollonia, touring it with Saba. And all three of them are wearing black judges' uh, robes, and Saba also wears a white powdered wig. Sound
1: effects say, ching. Uh, Scorpio says, there's no use lying to us, Ms. Hall. We know everything already. Zoya says, everything? Cyberpunk says, the correct punishment is complete retribution. Scorpio says, I agree.
0: The next panel, we get a close on Zoya. Zoya says, wait, what are you accusing me of? On the next page, we see a large panel uh, in which we see the three judges and Zoya on her chair in the light of the
2: bulb. And Saba says, I, for one, am charmed by your innovative approach to solving the trials. Roping someone else into it is, is not strictly speaking against the rules. And more importantly, it's fairly novel. People almost never do it. Scorpio says, "You can't
1: be serious, Saba. She must be disciplined. The cheating aside, what I'm concerned about is how this Tim Ito managed to show up in our lobby." Cyberpunk says, "I think it's clear what happened. She leaked it. For which we should take her, uh, for which we should take her Agoria account, kick her out of Altoff forever,
3: and inform
0: the reputation
1: guild that she's persona non grata wherever their rankings are used."
3: Zoya says, "There must be some way."
0: In the next panel, we're close on Saba, and he's depicted from below with a towering, frightening aspect. And he says, Oh, I think there might be room for a poetic solution. In the next panel, Scorpio, skeptical, looks over at Saba. What are you proposing? In the next larger panel, we see Saba
2: pontificating, Zoya looking on, and Scorpio still looking skeptically toward him as well. A third trial is required, and as you both know, the third trial is generally custom-tailored to the individual inductee. Saba continues, Usually it's designed as a particularly costly sign of loyalty, but in the case of Zoya here, it could have another function as the solution to the unfortunate leakage of our address. In the next panel, we get
0: a close on Cyberpunk looking confused.
1: I'm not sure I understand. What's the trial then?
2: The last panel is a close on Saba who says, Simple. The trial is to kill a man. And not just any man, but Tim Ito.
0: On the next page... We see that in the first panel, the judges look at each other, seemingly in approval. In the next panel, we're close on Saba looking eminently
2: reasonable, and he says, It should be easy enough to simply keep the charade going that you've already begun and tell Ito that this is the final trial. He enters a world where death is allowed in order to complete the trial, and then you kill him before he has a chance, proving your loyalty and also taking our secret out of circulation the next panel, we get a close on Zoya trying to play it cool.
3: It can't be done. What world would Tim go to with death allowed?
0: On the next larger panel, showing
2: Saba and Zoya, he looms over her. And he says, I've long thought a murder could be carried out on one of the naturalist worlds.
3: Well, that's a deal breaker for me. I never sign dangerous contracts.
2: In the next panel, we're close on smiling Saba, menacing. I've noticed, but consider this. And in the next panel, we're even closer and more menacing. If you don't, we won't just take your money on Agoria. We won't just ruin your reputation. We'll take down your parents' empire. And on the next page, in the first panel, outraged, Zoya
0: stands. The folding chair is knocked over on the ground behind her. Our POV is roughly
2: Saba's. She looks right at us.
0: You couldn't the next panel, Saba has an offhand look on his face as he shows that he has thought this through.
2: You have the largest unknown tip archive in the constellation. It would be trivially easy to release it and destroy Emerilogia's market advantage. He continues. The president of the largest explorer union is a member. One word from him can stop thousands of information agents from reporting to Emerlogia on a dime. The next
0: panel, Zoya hangs her head, realizing she's beat. Scorpio and Cyberpunk sit in the Ford round in silhouette.
1: Do this as planned and no harm will come to you. Fail or refuse and we'll make sure we take
0: everything. In the next panel, Zoya looking defeated but trying one last thing.
3: You'd never do it. Give up all your exclusivity for revenge?
0: And in the last panel, we're on Saba, satisfied, knowing he's won. Wouldn't we? We've never done it before. And on the next page, uh, page 141, uh, we start with a panel. This page is, and actually this whole page is going to be a cascade of small panels arranged as if they are leaves falling off of a tree, sort of a flood of memories rushing past Zoya's consciousness as she recalls the run-up to the killing. And each panel is going to show a scene we've seen already, but with the image from Zoya's POV, We would have seen it from Tim's POV previously. Uh, In the background behind the panels is an abstract texture that suggests the inside of Zoya's mind. The very first panel shows banana windstorms, dead body laid on the church altar, which is something we saw earlier. Uh,
1: And Zoya in voiceover says,
3: Since the moment we arrived on Catal, I've been itching with fear.
0: Uh, The next shows root sunset being whipped.
3: Fear of getting caught, fear of death, fear of Tim going through with it.
0: Uh, And in the next panel, we see Saba and Tim making their huts in the background. Again, these are all sort of repeat panels. Uh, And in the foreground, this time in Zoya's hands, which is our hands from the point of view of the panel, there's an axe.
3: Fear of going through with it myself.
0: In the next panel, we're back at the shot of the holy house for the infirm, watching Tim as he looks in at the elderly patients. But this time, we're pulled back a bit more, and we can see Zoya watching Tim.
3: I hesitated to kill him, even given the dire consequences.
0: And in the last panel, Tim is watching a child, like he was doing before. Uh, But this time, again, we see that Zoya is actually watching him as he does it.
3: He was a nuisance and an idiot, but should that condemn a man to death?
0: On the next page, first panel, it's a Catalian night. Moonlight shines in through the window. Zoya and Saba are talking. Saba says, Are you going to offer me a drink? In the next panel, Zoya pours from an earthen vase.
3: Would you like some water?
0: In the next panel, Zoya hands Saba the cup. He says, Thank you. On the next panel, we're close on Saba with a pushy look in his eyes. So have you given your mission any more thought? He says. In the next panel, a wide panel, uh, Zoya lifts a blanket and shows inside the axe. Saba smiles. Excellent. I like your style. In the next panel, Zoya returns the blanket. In the next panel, Zoya sits on the floor. And in the last panel, we're close on Zoya looking up at Saba.
3: I don't want to do it.
0: The next page, we start with a two-shot. We can see out the window into the night beyond. Careful observers might notice Tim crossing towards us from his own hut. Saba and Zoya look at each other, oblivious. Saba says, I mean, of course not. Next panel, we're close on
2: Saba sipping his mug. Try to think of it this way. If you wait too long and you let Tim do it first, two lives will be lost. On the next panel, we're close on
0: Zoya, and Saba is in silhouette. Saba continues.
2: Surely whatever moral code you hold to so strongly would prefer one life lost to two.
3: I don't think Tim will do it. He's hesitating, too. I can see it.
2: The next panel is a big wide
0: shot. Tim is now clearly visible in the distance as he gets closer, I guess. Saba points out the window at him. Uh, Zoya sees him, too, in shock. Saba says, Looks like we're about to find out. Shit, here he comes, hide. In the next panel, uh, which is, uh, again, an image that we've seen before, previously from Tim's point of view, this time Zoe and Tim sit drinking from the same mugs while Tim speaks, but we also this time see that Saba uh, is hiding behind a barrel, listening to everything.
3: If that's what you want, I'll back you up.
0: Tim says, no, no, I'll figure something out. In the last panel, it's a different night, and Tim gestures to them both in the hut doorway just like uh, in a previous panel as well. And
3: Zoya says in voiceover, two nights later, he did.
0: And Tim says, as we've heard him say before, come on, this ends tonight. On the next page, uh, first panel, we're back in the forest, uh, and Tim's lifeless body fills the frame, an axe protruding from his skull. The scene is lit by the flickering light of Cranium's TV. So we're now fully back to the present. We're done with uh, Zoya's flashback. In the next panel, Cranium has backed up to the wall of his den in fear, hands raised in self-defense. His easy chair has been tipped over. In the next panel, in the doorway, Zoya looks down at the body in a moment of shock and contemplation. On the next panel, on the TV, a lifeguard sprints down a beautiful beach. In the next panel, we get closer on Cranium as he ventures to speak. What is this?
4: Please.
0: In the next panel, uh, Zoya looks up at Cranium as if snapping out of a reverie, but says nothing yet. In the last panel, Saba emerges from the darkness behind Zoya and steps into the flickering light. He says, It's okay. We came to help you. On the next page, first panel, we begin with a wider shot of all three of them, but angled towards Cranium. Saba gestures in that way that signals he's trying to calm things down.
4: Is that Tim? You killed him? Well, Zoya says, he was going to kill you.
0: We had to stop him. In the next panel, from Cranium's point of view, we see a bow and arrow uh, lying on the cave floor near Tim's body. Off screen, we hear Saba say, we saved your life. In the next panel, another wide shot of all three of them, but this time it's angled back towards Zoya and Saba.
4: But why? I don't understand.
3: He was... A tourist. Right.
2: Next panel, we're close on Saba. Earlier tonight, he got really drunk, said he just came here looking for a chance to kill. I don't think he ever believed in Katal at all. In the next panel, we get a two-shot of
0: Saba and Zoya, with Zoya cutting in.
3: That's true. I I didn't really believe him at first, but then he took the bow and went out into the woods, so we decided we'd better follow him.
0: On the next page, first panel, Cranium's expression is neutral, hard to read. In the next panel, Cranium turns towards the flickering light of the television, frowning. In the next panel cranium's hand switches off the tv in the next panel cranium's hand grabs a lantern in the next panel the back of cranium's torso is in the foreground holding up the lantern so that it lights the faces of zoya and saba standing in the background
4: we need to clean this up
0: on the next panel is just a close on cranium's face
4: and fast
0: on the next page we're deeper in the woods saba is leading the way with the lantern and a shovel zoya and saba follow dragging tim's body In the next panel, we're close on Zoya looking disgusted, trying not to look at what she's carrying. In the next panel, we're close on Saba, also carrying Tim's body, but maybe betraying a touch of glee. In the next panel, Cranium stops.
4: And Cranium says, Here should do. We better start digging.
0: In the last panel, Saba looks incredulous. By hand? I thought as a priest you had conjuring powers. On the next page first panel, it's a wide shot of the three standing around the body, which has been dropped on the forest floor. Cranium tries to hand the shovel to Saba.
4: This is Katal, no conjuring.
3: Zai says, what if we just told the other priests about this? We didn't do anything wrong, we saved your life.
0: On the next panel, Cranium looks firm.
4: They're not going to be understanding. You came here with Tim, so they're going to blame you too.
0: On The next panel, it's an angle on Saba and Zoya. Zoya looking fearful. Saba maybe less so.
4: From off-screen, Cranium says, "You go back there and try to tell this story. If I was betting, I'd say they put you all to death."
0: On the next panel, we get an angle on Saba, betraying a slight grin. He says, "And you too, right? What with
2: your secret TV room?"
0: On the next panel, Saba and Cranium lock eyes with e- eyes with each other in profile. On the last panel, Cranium again offers the shovel towards Saba. Get to work. On the next page, first panel, Tim's body lies in a shallow grave with the first dirt being thrown on top of him. In the next panel, a view from inside the grave with the three of them shoveling dirt in, Zoya and Cranium working by hand and Saba using the one shovel. In the next panel, Cranium pauses for a moment. He holds the bloody axe and studies it in the light of the early morning that is just beginning to creep in.
4: This is one of the best throwing axes we have. How do you have it on you?
0: In the next panel, both Zoya and Saba look up from what they're doing, looking a bit caught off guard. In the next panel, we're closer on Zoya, taking the lead.
3: Oh, uh, the hunt master let me borrow it
0: for practice. In the last panel, Cranium hands it to Zoya. He has no particular expression. I
4: guess the practice paid off then.
0: On the next page, first panel, Zoya and Saba sit at a communal breakfast table with several other pious Catalians. Zoya simply stares at her food while Saba eats hungrily. Next to Saba is an empty chair.
1: Caption reads, The next day.
0: On the next panel, Zoya and Saba sit by a river with a bucket of clothes to clean. Zoya beats a pair of pants against a rock while Saba sleeps, passed out against a tree. In the next panel, Zoya reaches into one of the buckets and looks around to see if anyone is watching. In the next panel, we see a close-on Zoya washing the bloody axe in the river. In the next panel, Zoya and Saba carry the buckets back towards town. Zoya so seems to catch sight of something troubling in the distance. In the next panel, from Zoya's point of view, we see Cranium chatting with the hunt master, or what we might guess is the hunt master, an important-looking woman who's in the middle of dressing a deer carcass while she talks. In the last panel, Zoya walks home to her shelter, looking exhausted. On the next page, panel one, we're in the middle of the day and Zoya's passed out in her cot inside her shelter. On the next panel, suddenly her eyes snap open. A voice has woken her up. Hello, Zoya? In the next panel, Zoya peeks out of her shelter and sees Cranium looking around. In the background, we can see Saba peeking out of his own shelter. In the next panel, Zoya steps out to greet Cranium. Should you be here right now?
4: I just wanted to run something by you.
0: On the next panel, we're close on Cranium.
4: So, I spoke to the Huntmaster, and she says she doesn't remember loaning you the
0: axe. And then last panel, same shot, but we see Saba creeping up behind him in the background.
4: In fact, uh, she says she's been looking for it and it's been missing for several.
0: And on the next page, first panel, Saba swings a giant tree branch at the side of Cranium's head with tremendous force. Thwack. Next panel, Cranium drops to the ground unconscious. Zoya looks stunned and Saba looks spent from the effort. Thud. Next panel, Zoya looks at Saba.
3: What are we going to do now?
0: In the next panel, Saba ignores her and starts feeling around in Cranium's robes. It's got to be in here somewhere. On the next panel, Saba holds up a smooth, multicolored conjuring stone. An intricate rune is carved onto the surface with an arrow pointing off in one direction. Saba holds it aloft. Aha! And I do want to stop here. Mm-hmm. Um, we had them using the priests using conjuring sticks previously. Now it doesn't have to be or staffs even. I think we called them. Right. Um. So it doesn't have to be a stone. Um. But it needed to be something that I realized it could be hidden because they have to get it inside a church, right? Uh, and they're not supposed to have it. So I feel like there's oh, no way the rest of the stuff we wrote was going to work if it was a, a literal staff. Um. Because I just, I just don't know how you plausibly hide a staff. I mean, you, there are ways you could do it. Um. So we could write that. But
1: right. Right. Or maybe the staff has the stone on it or something, so they can just. Sure, they could but, pull it off the it off.
0: the staff or, like, you know, but, break uh, the yeah, staff. Yeah, no,
1: I, that makes sense. Maybe it's just a stone instead. Or, but, yeah, we can, that's an arbitrary detail, so we can just make it whatever we need it to be.
0: So, anyways, yeah, Saba pulls uh, good, this, good note. this stone that has, like, a, a rune on it um, and, like, an arrow on one part of it and, like, holds mm-hmm. it up. He's pulled it out of the uh cranium's robes and says, "Aha." And then the last panel, he grips the stone tightly and aims it so that the arrow that's on it points towards a spot of ground in front of him. And Zoya behind him watches skeptically. Saba says, By the power of Katal, make me a portal out of here. That's not going to work. So then on the, on the next page, we start with a high angle wide shot in which we can see Saba trying again with the stone, looking increasingly annoyed. Um, this is a big panel because uh, there's a lot of back and forth. And Zoya is watching. Uh, meanwhile, cranium
2: lies passed out in the side of the frame. And Saba says, I said portal.
3: There's only one way out. We already know that. It was in our contracts.
2: Saba says, fine. By the power of Katal, make me a gun then. A semi-automatic. I don't think it's that simple. What do you know about it? The next panel, close on Cranium,
0: stirring on the ground. (laughs) In the next panel, Zoya Zoya holds out her hand for the stone. And Saba reluctantly hands it to her.
3: He's waking up quick. Let me see it.
0: Fine. In the last panel, Zoya aims the stone at Cranium and shouts,
3: by the power of Katal, restrain him.
0: In the next page, first panel, a spiderweb of vines emerges from the ground around Cranium, surrounding him. In the next panel, in the foreground, Cranium is now tightly bound, immobile. A vine in his mouth keeps him from screaming out. Behind him, Saba and Zoya gaze upon the sight. How'd you do that?
3: It's practically the default totem object. The rune was a dead giveaway. Whoever designed it hardly customized it at all.
0: In the next panel, Saba glares at Zoya. He doesn't like not being in control. Show
2: me how to use it.
3: I don't think we have time. We need to get out of here.
2: In the next panel, Saba leans in very close to Zoya. Do I need to remind you who's in charge?
3: What? I did your trials.
0: In the next panel, a wider shot of the two of them. In the foreground a Vine, wrapped hand struggles
2: to reach out. And nobody knows that but me, do they? So you'd better hope I get back to civilization happy and with a good story to tell. On the next panel, we get a close on Saba sneering. Otherwise, I'll see to it that you and your parents aren't welcome anywhere in the constellation. The next panel, close on Zoya taking in the threat. It will be like you don't exist.
0: On the next page, uh, first panel, Saba and Zoya walk together through the middle of town towards the main church building. In the background, people move to and fro on various errands. On the next panel, Zoya tries the wooden door on the front of the church. Saba fumbles with the conjuring stone, trying to be subtle about it, shielding it with his body from the people in the courtyard. It's locked. Okay, I'll try to make us a key the next panel, a sudden voice behind them causes the two of them to turn around.
3: A bit early, are we?
0: On the next panel, we see Ocean Songbird appearing, and she's uh, one of the priests that we've seen before. Uh, And she appears brandishing a keychain. Behind her are three large male priests. Two of them are carrying burlap sacks stuffed full. Another one has a bouquet of flowers. In the foreground, we can see Zoya and Saba facing away from us. Saba clutches the conjuring stone tightly behind his back where only we can see it.
3: Service isn't for another half hour, I'm afraid.
0: In the next panel, we get a side view of Ocean explaining the situation to Zoya and Saba.
3: Normally, I'd invite you in, but we've got a full one today. Death and marriage rights. Lots to set up.
0: On the last panel, Saba looks like he's about to try something, but Zoya shuts him down and steps in front of him, smiling wildly. Saba says, by the... It's okay. We'll wait. And that is scene.
1: My comment is, like, I liked everything you did. The only thing I kind of questioned is, like, why... Can't they just get into the church ceremony? It seems like... Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what narratively that was doing for us. Why not just put them in church and they're basically just waiting for their chance to run and uh, we cut away to the scene of, of somebody finding Whiskers.
0: I think I've just always had in my head that part of the sequence was going to and I just always imagine them at some point like I guess I got the one like breakfast table scene in but that like, wasn't enough and you kind of see the hunt master like like one of the things that we're not getting in the script right now is like them immersed in like catalian like life that much and I guess I like I want to see them I don't think almost anything about that scene is what I actually wanted to do but like I or, or it's getting it's sort of there but like I want them sort of in public with a secret wouldn't that be more fun though
1: in the actual service especially if they're being called to participate in it in some kind of way and like the door is right there and they can be looking at the door and like having to lie about how much they love Catal or something and
0: i think we can do a lot of it there yeah i just for some reason i have this like i
1: think i want that too i'm just wondering what yeah what that location is giving us like
0: I, I think i just like the image in my head of the of the town and like mo- trying to move through it like i don't know i see so it's yeah it's not really it's not it's it's it's, it's not a very uh, rational okay sentence. well there might be a place um, to get that in i think because at too. one point we talked about like some sort of struggle in the town square or something and it just like got got in, in it stuck in my brain mm, but mm-hmm. um yeah the uh yeah they can do a lot of that in the church although i you know i think the other instinct driving me like writing in this weird way was like And then I had to, like, keep them out of the church. Like, I kept having problems with, like, why can't they just sprint through the door, right? Like, like once they're in the church... I've always had this issue, too, with, like, the blocking of our church scene, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's supposed to be this, like, sort of chaos I just don't think there's any
1: chance they'd make it if they sprinted for the door. Like, it would look so suspicious, somebody would immediately stop them. Um... I, I feel like once the accusation of murder has happened, then it makes sense for them, like, to they may as well try to sprint for the door, which is what they ultimately do. Well, right? and that's
0: when it's harder because people are trying but to stop like, them. But at that point, it's so like, like you have
1: no other choice because they're literally going to kill you. No, no, I, you. I, I,
0: I, but, I get that. I, I guess I keep picturing a, a, a normal church, like, you know, the one I went to when I was a kid or whatever, and just sitting there... And that, like, if my goal was to, like, sprint up to, like, the back of the church without anyone stopping me or having time to respond, like, I, I'm fairly certain I could do yeah, that. Yeah, but people you just gotta like, remember like, that this what? is a
1: place <laughs> where that door at the back of the church is the only way out of the whole society. So anyone who's ever fucked anything up ever before has tried to escape out that door before. So they have a whole culture around that, like, they...
0: But they don't care about escapers necessarily. Well, they absolutely right?
1: do. If you've committed some kind of crime or something, you think nobody's ever committed a crime here? I mean, no,
0: no, I'm not saying that. But like, like, I mean, I don't think the that door, they. I
1: think they have a, a ritual. Time. It's not just a
0: big. Are we, It's not just a big portal though, right? Like, is it we should make it a door that's like shut that like only is opened at a certain part of the service. I just feel like there needs to be another. Oh thing yeah,
1: definitely. There. It should have some sort of ritual. It's like um, it's like the Torah in a in a synagogue. They only open the. The ark and take it out okay, I think at a special an... time after they say a special prayer. I mean, I think we should be seeing this earlier because they have their moment where they're like, Does anyone want to leave or something? Right. So, like, that's right, the but moment remember, that it should open.
0: When they show up, they come through the church, right? And they come through during a time that they are unannounced, right? So, that's what sort of that's the scene where they arrive in Catal. that sort of establishes this notion of like a passively open door, a passive portal. Right, and then that's sort of at odds with this, like, well, there's this only. Well, letting people he, in
1: doesn't have to be the same as, as letting them out, right? It's not like it's not.
0: Well, they could be at literally different doors. They right? They could be different like, doors, or it could just doors. be like uh,
1: the kind of door that opens but in but doesn't open from outside. Like, uh, you know, you could do that even in the physical world. You don't even need magical technology to do it. Like, it, you know, it's like the push bars. Uh, you know,
0: okay, but yeah, well, we hadn't talked about any of this, and no, I, no, no, I, like, no, I'm yeah, just saying I, uh, yeah. that like it, it could be that.
1: Uh yeah, I feel like it should be I feel like leaving the t- the 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 religion should be this controlled ritualized thing. Joining the religion is more like uh arriving at an airport, you know, you get dumped in, they usher you into the inductees room. Maybe that even should happen during a ceremony or something so we can see how it happens and they can just, you know, I mean we could show that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that, um, you feel that that helps. I think there was so much stuff to do in that opening church scene. Um, yeah. Do we don't really, I don't really dramatize that there. Do I? Um, uh, I I, I, I forget how, what I put. There was a lot of stuff to put in that scene, and I just like I think there wasn't that much.
1: Right. Well, there's like death and there's uh, conjuring, but there isn't any um, inductees other than our own character. You know, other than our own characters,
0: but we could. Well, and there's no one that no one. But there's no one that like you know they don't do that moment where it's like and now you can leave or now or like or there isn't an example of somebody who's like leaving the society so we can see.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. Which I mean, although I don't know if we need. I don't think we need that. I think it's fine for us to just say now's the time when if you want to leave, you can. uh, As we do the ritual opening of the door, and then they ritually open the door, and they say, "Does anyone want to leave?" And they say, "No," and then they close the door. Right. I mean, that's fine as long as we know that they're waiting for the ritual opening of the door, and then they're going to leave, and that's the plan. Um, And then that plan gets fucked when they arrive. And and get accused, and then they sprint for it. I think that all makes sense.
0: Okay, so Um, I mean, so anyways, feel free to. uh, We try to make it more
1: make more sense. I definitely understand. Feel free
0: to lop. Yeah, it sounds like you have some ideas about how to do it. And I th- I do think it can work. So yeah, and feel free to lop off that final page if you need to. I think that's an easy. Yeah, idea. I might I not, rework I that page a little bit. Supposed to do that. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm actually for-
1: sympathetic to this walking through the town thing. I think I might just have them walk through the town and then get into the church <laughs> rather than not get in. Just because I feel like yeah, I don't know. I feel like the 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 tension for me is like okay, now we just have to wait through this thing and not get caught, and then we're going to get to go scot free. But then that plan doesn't work. Uh, we
0: also need a, and we also need to cut away. So it's like we have the perfect way to, right? Um, because that could have been actually like, that could that could come before this even, sure. You know, as like a way to like bridge the time gap. Right. Although I, you know, actually, I don't think it should be because um
1: well you want to have enough time pass after they You don't have
0: enough time okay like, you can't see them tie him up and then immediately go to that scene i guess you could you
1: can it's just i think it's a little cleaner if it doesn't you have not feel more. as good yeah yeah,
0: yeah yeah i agree uh and that's also like visualizing how that's gonna work right because like the theory here like for people uh like you might not remember is like they like the the conjuring stones like phone home in some way because conjuring's restricted so some priest somewhere can like look at like a giant orb or something and see that it's like glowing and know that like too much stuff has been conjured or maybe they literally have like a like a computer that looks like an, a tapestry or something that like animates like who knows like i don't know what they would do these people but it's 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 almost like a a computer room. It's just like, it probably doesn't look like that. Right. It's all like rune
1: are. stones or something. Yeah. I got to think a little bit about that. It was just occurring to me as you were saying that the, like they don't know about craniums television though. And he must've conjured that at some point. So how did he hide I've that? I've thought about that.
0: I've thought Maybe, about I that. Mean, but There
1: could be some way he hid that. Like there could be some clever way. I guess I can
0: sort of. Yeah. Like doing random stuff that's not planned about. in the middle of the night. Is like when you're like trying to cover up the event might be different than like oh I just need to co- find an opportunity to conjure a TV when no one's going to be checking up on me right or right. like fudge the fudge the numbers right. or somehow that fudge works. the numbers yeah. or
1: something right but like yeah. yeah just randomly using it um yeah that's something we should talk about uh yeah so I liked a lot of the things I did notice one thing that I noticed in it was you had her you know the hunts the huntmaster sort of detail which as of right now I, I sort of uh have contradicted that in earlier pages um which i mean it's not something i'm married to so we can change that um i don't mind the huntsmaster thing but i think i have her actually uh secreting away the axe like really early when she's making the the lean-to in the current version so um, we may want to oh, change that I tried to that. look
0: back for when she got the axe and I found her she shows it to Saba under the blanket yeah and then before like, that I must have um, missed that panel she's
1: got it in her hands and we're watching Saba and Tim um, make their huts and I think actually even way back in the original hut um, building scene she also is holding an axe at that time as well which is where I got that idea it was like maybe she just kept her axe from then
0: God, so these are these are meant to be the building. So, I
1: mean, look, and we can change that. That since we got married to. that's just what it currently is. So I just thought I should flag it because we should uh, make them all the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, she just has to be. She just has to be caught in a in a lie. In a lie, um, yeah.
1: So th- we can think about whether that's the best lie, and if it is, we can just fix the earlier stuff. Um, but I just wanted to flag it, um, and then yeah, should we discuss this? Like you correctly pointed out about the pages I wrote that. Uh, As much fun as it is to have Saba hiding behind the barrel, it maybe doesn't make as much sense as I'd initially thought. Um, So my original thought there was because they are basically conspiring about him that, um, that they, that, and it's like the middle of the night and they kind of don't want Tim to know that they're together talking without him in the middle of the night um, that they, that Saba hides. But I guess we should think about that because it's, it maybe is more logical for Saba just to come up with an excuse in that case to, for being there. Um, so I, I like him hiding. I just visually like it. So I think, uh, it would be worth trying to make that work. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do agree with you that there's a little bit of an issue there.
0: I mean, I mostly just like in theory, like the reveal that he's, he's in a room that we didn't know he was exactly. in. Exactly. Oh, that's what I like That's too. fun. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it seems like Saba's, you know, like it would be able to handle that situation. Just be like, yeah, I'm talking to Mike, you know, she's basically like I mean the rank, the hierarchy here, right, is like Saba's at the top, then like Zoya's like been in the club longer, and then it's like Tim, right? So like the the two top ranking people on this field trip like meeting together shouldn't be that suspicious. Like it might right? not
1: be as suspicious to Tim as I guess I was thinking it would seem to them. But yeah, I agree with you that that could maybe be amped up and maybe, uh, maybe there's a way to do it where I don't know if this completely fixes it, but maybe if the storytelling is such that Tim is like literally on the other side of the door, like about to walk in. And if Saba is I uh, maybe holding the ax or otherwise like has something odd or suspicious on his person, then maybe that, that like gets us there. But uh, if not, we might need a, We might need to like sort of rethink that a little bit, Um, but yeah, I agree that there's that's maybe a little under under earned at the moment, but I think it would be worth it to get him uh, hiding on it behind the barrel if we can do it.
0: I mean, honestly, I would almost buy it more as like because she's like I don't think you know he's gonna do it right or maybe like already Zoya thinks that she's about to have a tough conversation with Tim about whether or not Tim can go through with it right yeah and she's like told Saba this and Saba's like "Ooh, I'm just gonna like hide here and watch this like on per not because like he's scared but just because like he's Saba and he's right, like, he's right, like right, yeah right. let's let's see how this plays out because you've just because like also she's just represented like Cause she's trying to wriggle out of it, so she's like saying, "Like I don't think like Tim's gonna go through with it." And he's like, "Oh, you don't think so? I think he will. Let's let me well, I'll, uh, or I'll, I'll over, be a fly on the wall ma- here. Maybe it's that, um, or
1: maybe it's like, well, if you don't think he's gonna go through with it? Convince him to fucking go through with it. Like it's your job. To see,
0: like, yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'm you. gonna watch you. you exactly.
1: And that's kind of interesting if it's that because you know what she ends up doing is saying, like, well, I'll back you up if you." if that's what you want. And, and then Tim, you know, as we know, cause we saw the other side of the scene, Tim thinks maybe she's trying to psych him out and like, it makes him basically double down. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was what, that was the moment I was trying to architect. There was a moment where she attempts to dissuade him, but it actually has the opposite effect. So yeah, I, I like your fix. Maybe the fix is just to do that. Like to have, Saba more intentionally be like, oh goody, he's coming. Uh you you try to convince him I'm gonna hide, basically. <laughs> um and
0: I'm gonna yeah, I'm just gonna watch I'm this. just gonna it's watch because this will be fine.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. so maybe that maybe that gets us out of the way. There I do want I do want that, so I think that's a good idea.
0: I have a couple other things okay. that came up when I was reading Yeah. Um so one is not like it's just it's just a comment. I just noticed your comment here about the, um, the motivation of Zoya VO. Um, right. And like, and like whether like, so we had sort of thrown out the idea, which we've not attempted, I think anywhere in the script that like, maybe what's motivating her VO is like that. It's actually what we're getting is her actually at that trial that you wrote. Right. Um, and where she's like answering questions and defending herself. And like, that's, what the narration from her is that we're hearing earlier. Um, I still think that's an interesting idea. We haven't even really attempted this. I don't know how you're feeling about that idea. Right. Point, so I, I attempted
1: you, that idea just in these pages in a really light way, in the sense of like there's that one line where she says, and you know what happened next. So the, yeah, I noticed so that. Yeah, U that had only case made would sense. The yeah. three judges, but uh, who are about to be introduced so if we were to do that, that's the kind of thing we would do. But, uh, but I didn't go through and carefully. You sort of like, to, yeah, you
0: like tried it on for like a line or two, which is, I was just wondering like, how did you feel about it? Yeah. After that? Well, like so this is a good
2: I thing. I felt or? fine
1: about it and I liked it and I liked it kind of ending there. Um, but, but then I, you know, but then I also used voiceover after that. So, if you know, it may be that uh, I, we're getting too clever by doing that and, and it's not worth it. But I just decided to try it out because why not? And, um, yeah, I don't have a I, I don't necessarily have a strong opinion that it should go one way or the other.
0: It's true. Like the the voiceover has such utility that it's like, it's debatable whether we want to like tie one hand behind our back by like adopting a really strict rule. Right. right and then. Right. Well, especially if we're going to yeah. then
1: abandon it when it stops making story sense, but keep the voiceover, which I was, uh, which is what I ultimately did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't think we should do it that way. So, I think we should choose. Right. But, so we have um, to
1: pick one and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay to just not pick for now and sort of see what's useful. Um, I
0: will say I did drop it, you know, it, again, we wouldn't have to do this either, but I did drop it very intentionally once we got to the present. Um, that just felt like the thing to do, but I don't know that it actually is. So I didn't really use a voiceover in my pages for that reason.
1: Okay, so uh, I think that wraps up our discussion of this segment. We will be finishing up the script, I think, next time we get together. We're so close. We're so So, close to the end. Uh so if we do that, if we do that, which I believe we will, we can kind of do a little bit more of a recap of everything at that point. But for now, um just uh thanks to everyone who has stayed with us. And we are coming in on the landing for the first draft of this story. So I hope you have enjoyed going through this uh, woolly process with us as we realize all the problems with our outline and, and, uh, <laughs> and sort of, you know, re- re- rewrite our story as we go. Um, it's, it's always a process of discovery to do this kind of work. And it's been really um, interesting and bizarre to kind of do it this way and present it in this way as we've been doing it. So yeah. Thank you to, uh, to those of you who are listening um, for, for trying that out
0: and we'll see you uh, in the next episode.
1: This has been Constellation, Making the Graphic Novel. Our theme song is Pomona by Audios. To subscribe to this podcast, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application. You can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com. Thanks
4: for listening.